Welcome to episode 94 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC animated universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And it's the season finale of Batman Beyond this week, which means Return of Blight. Yes. Which also means our episode shortlist for the season. Very short shortlist. Very short shortlist. Only 13 episodes. But before we get to that, there was some big news this week that I know is very, very exciting to really only one of us here. So, Cameron, how do you feel about the fact that Avatar is getting a Netflix live-action reboot? I, you know, I, I'm surprised I forgot to put that in my notes. <laughs> it has been a, a hell of a week for that information. <clears throat> I think I had seven people message me within an hour. Just being like, have you seen this? And I'm like, yes, of course I've seen this. You're like, I'm still curled up in the corner <laughs> crying. It's, it's, it's a very bittersweet feeling of, like, obviously more Avatar is great. Yeah. And having Mike and Brian back on board is great. Mm-hmm. But but it's still a live-action retelling. Like, I would have rather had another story. Okay. Either, you know, we have the other avatars. We could have had a Roku. We had a Roku two-parter okay. uh, back in season one. We only had two episodes about Kyoshi. She's still a complete mystery aside from Kyoshi's Island. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the avatars before we had, you know, a two-parter about Avatar One, who was the first avatar. Like there's, you know, hundreds of avatars before Aang that I would love to know their stories. Yeah. And then, you know, we have post Korra, where like, is there an avatar? Is she the last one? Because she, you know, got rid of I'm not gonna go into all the details for you. Um, I will watch this at some point. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very weird feeling. Cause like I want it so badly. I know. But I've been hurt so much. Um, okay, well, I feel like Avatar was just the tip of the iceberg of news this week. It, it really was. Because we also got a shitload of trailers. We did. Yeah, so many. I mean, we'll try, maybe talk Hard about them quickly. pulsing trailers. So many trailers. Just a handful of trailers. Yeah. Um, Some might say two handfuls. <laughs> <laughs> we got um, Mary Poppins 2. Looks great. I'm super, super excited for that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, when when they showed the live action segment in the trailer, I the animated segment. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. The two D the two D animated segment. I was so happy just oh, seeing know. Disney's two D back. I think the penguins were back, right? Mm-hmm. I think from what I saw. Yeah, but we <sighs> haven't had a two D Disney anything Disney two D since Princess and the Frog, and almost was, ten years ago. Oh yeah, that was what that was two thousand nine. Yeah, it's been a long time. No, it looks great. I'm super excited. I was talking to someone recently. And they said they felt like Emily Blunt didn't feel like Mary Poppins yet. Mm-hmm. And I kind of get that critique a little bit, even though we only have seen a tiny little bit of her. And I think the problem is no matter who you bring in there, they're always going to feel like they're not Julie Andrews. Right. But I think other than that, if you're going to recast, I think she's still the best possible option. Mm-hmm. And the whole rest of that cast is amazing. I, I'm really curious about Lin-Manuel's Burt. And also we oh, saw yeah. that uh, Dick Van Dyke is also in the movie. He's back. Is so exciting. Yeah, I, I, he Hopefully is, not with a British accent. Uh, it's a Cockney accent. No, it won't be Cockney this time because it looks like he's probably... He's playing a really old banker, so he's probably playing the old banker who's... Because he played the, the really old banker mm-hmm. in the original movie. That character had a son. I think... I imagine if I were to guess now, he's now playing that son older which would make a lot of sense. Yeah. But I'm glad they didn't try and like shoehorn him in as Bert when it's only been like, well, I guess it's been, what, 20 some odd years, 20, 30 years since the last one in canon. That was the second Mary Poppins? No, like it's since the first one. In the story itself, it's only oh, been yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 some odd years. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they didn't try and like shoehorn him in there. Yeah. But I, I'm super excited for that Do movie. you think we're going to get a Julie Andrews cameo? That, uh, maybe, that might be too clunky. You think so? I mean, they might try and like squeeze her in somewhere. I don't know. I just feel like they were smart about how they did Dick Van Dyke, and I, I would worry if they did Julie Andrews, it would be a bit too obvious. Mm-hmm. I just hope they don't go the Ghostbusters route and like force cameos yeah. in that just pull you out of the movie entirely. Unless I, it is Bill Murray and he is just in the movie. I'm fine with that. Yeah, just Bill Murray playing himself. Yeah, he just got wandered through time and ended up in the past. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he, he's he just well, like you see the the four of the five penguins and then just Bill Murray in a suit yeah. next to them. <laughs> just flapping around. Yeah. No, I, I, I would love it. Mm-hmm. Random off topic question for a half second. Mm-hmm. Um, Judy Dench. Why, why does she always have Dame in front of her? Dame Judy Dench. 
Well, because is that her real first name, or is that a title? It's a title. She has an okay. OBE. What does that mean? What's like Order of the British Empire? In the same oh, way, that we get, like, got it, got it, got it, got it. Sir Ian McKellen mm-hmm. and Sir Patrick Stewart. The equivalent is dames. So okay. It's like Dame Maggie Smith, Dame Helen Mirren, Dame Judi Dench. Okay. Because I was wondering, because I wanted to say Dame uh, Julie Andrews. Is she a dame? I don't know. I don't know either, actually. That's why I was, was double checking. You look that up uh, while we talk about another trailer that was exciting, Captain Marvel. It looks great. Super excited for it. I mean, we talked a bit about the like the first photos, I think, on the last episode. Um, she is a dame. She's a dame, as she should be. Yeah. Oh, very much as she should be. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if she wasn't. I'd be insulted. Yeah, me for too. myself on her behalf. I would fly to 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 England for this great and just go nuts on Buckingham Palace. Yes. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm here on behalf of Julie Andrews. I do not know her personally. I'm not part of her fan club. I'm just very surprised with you and your decisions. I have no affiliation with her whatsoever. I have seen some of her movies, and I enjoyed them. She's not liable for my actions right now, (laughs) but you must remedy this situation immediately, ma'am. Yes. Ma'am. Ma'am. Madame. Madam. Madam. Your Highness. Queen Madam. Your Royalness. Yes. (laughs) Please don't hurt me. (laughs) I'm sorry. Great English corgi master. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel is great. Uh, I mean, there's so many just rumors flying around immediately, which is what we expected. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm doing my best to kind of just steer clear of that. I really just want to go in and just watch it mm-hmm. and be entertained by it. You're boring. <laughs> I know. We know I'm boring. Um, Captain Marvel looks great. Wreck-It Ralph, new trailer. Wreck-It Ralph looks amazing. Did so excited. I'm, I'm I'm happy we finally got a story, a kind of an actual story beat. Yeah, that wasn't just the princesses. Right. As much as I love seeing my girls, uh, the gals, the gals, the uh, ladies, the dames, the princesses, yes. and one queen, because she's not a princess. Which one is it? Which one is it? If you get it wrong, I'm never gonna let this go. Is it Snow White? No, I literally just gave you the answer. Oh, fuck. You're not going to let it go. Um, <laughs> Frozen. Elsa. Yes, Elsa, Queen Elsa, yeah. I, I was tricking myself into thinking that, like, <laughs> through the context of the story, one of them became queen at the end. No, she became queen at the beginning. Nope. The, whole, nope. the whole plot of the movie is she is running away from her coronation ceremony. Uh, um, okay, Bumblebee. Just, just watched it. Listening trailers at this point. Yeah. Uh, loved it. Do you like it? I did. I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. I mean, I, I've never been a huge Transformers fan. Like, it doesn't matter Same. that much to me to see them in, like, their original format. But that being said, they look really cool in their old style. Yeah. The, the, I think either we talked about it before, we talked, we, we talked with someone about it. We're, like, the original animation, not original, but, like, the Michael Bay animation was just this clunky metal moving around, and it was just kind of nonsense until yeah. they became their normal form. And in this version, like you see the half transformations, which is really cool. There's the scene where Bumblebee still has like his bumper on his chest mm-hmm. as he's trying to like get around things, um, and like the animation looks cleaner, and it looks like they're actually coming from what they were made of, and they're not, you know, changing from a. a bug into this 12 foot monster we're like that doesn't make sense yeah unless you're like paper thin it does seem weird to say that the designs seem much more grounded it's weird to say that about a a robot that transforms into and from a car yeah but it does seem more grounded in their alternative aesthetic what's the word what's what's the opposite of realism when it relates to film i just watched a great um Two tendencies of film, realism and formalism. That's the one. That's it. Formalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going for more formalist feel. Where yeah. like, it's breaking the. Like, we don't need more realism. We have enough of that. Yeah, we've had And you too much can't of it. really make Transformers realistic. Like they're fucking alien, robotic aliens. I know. That turn into cars. They're made to brainwash children. It's. I mean, we can't blame the Dark Knight on the approach that they took with Transformers, because obviously Transformers came out before the Dark Knight. Right. No, we blame Gladiator. 
Oh, Gladiator's not a bad option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we could do Batman Begins, I suppose, or even Casino Royale. But like, there was just that wave of like a much more realistic approach to things yeah. that we have just gotten rid of entirely, which I'm very much in favor of. I think like Marvel has done a good job of embracing that and being more fun and playful, and I think this might be that case as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, okay, so of all of those, though, that are coming up basically at the end of the year, which one are you most excited about? Oh, between Captain gosh. Marvel's March, but so between Bumblebee, Wreck It Ralph, and Mary Poppins. I and, mean, and Venom, obviously. I know you're super oh, excited Oh, and Venom, for that. excuse me. Yeah. Um, for the movie, Wreck It Ralph, for the soundtrack, Mary Poppins. Okay. I'm just most excited for Mary Poppins. Okay. That's the one that I'm just cannot I, wait, I need to cannot re- wait for. I need to rewatch the original one because it's been years since I've seen it. I just rewatched it like a couple months ago. It's one of my favorite movies. I'll watch okay. it like at least once or twice a year. Okay. Mm, it's I so just good. rewatched Scott Pilgrim, so I get it. I get it. I totally understand. It's on Netflix now. Yeah. Okay, but enough dancing around this. We are a DC podcast and we did get a chance this week to see... Oh, so you all... saw that... Wait, do you see the picture? Well, yeah, we got to see a lot more of a character that we both love. I am, of course, talking about Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker in oh, his Joker okay. makeup. I was, <laughs> I forgot we saw other news first. I was like, what, you, what else could I be talking about? It, anyways, uh, did well, you see? Did you see the Joker? What did you think of his Joker? You must have seen it. His Joker makeup. Yeah, yeah, I tagged you in it. Oh, that's right, you did. I forget <laughs> these things. Yeah, um, whew, it's fine. It looks good. The more yeah. I look at it, the more kind of accepting I am of it. I imagine this is like a mid-step. Yeah. It's kind of like his first his first outing as the Joker. It's like the Joker's version of a ski mask, I would guess. Mm-hmm. His first attempt at going... In- oh, I was, I was comparing it to Batman Year One, where before he had the bat suit, he was kind of in the, like... Yeah. It's kind of the all-black. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, or I like his first outing. Yeah. Like the, the daredevil mm-hmm. black look. I don't know. I mean, I think... This movie continues to still baffle me. I can't say I'm necessarily excited for it. I'm intrigued by it. And And that's all that DC wants. Yeah. The They they've they've given up on trying to impress the fans. Yeah. And so now they're just trying to get us to talk about it. I good I would, or bad. Right. I would really like to just hear nothing else about this movie f- for another like six months. Same. Yeah. But I feel like that's not gonna be the case. I feel like because it's kind of the not the most anticipated but it's like kind of the the most interesting i guess dc movie currently in the works it's the most weird one i think it's the one people are most intrigued by i think we're just going to keep seeing more photos and more stuff and i'm like i kind of want to avoid it but i know it's gonna be impossible because you open up any thread and it's just gonna pop up left and right what i would love if they just went full guerrilla marketing for this Mm -hmm. had no press at all would have like on the walls of LA, like you would tag the walls with like either Joker or with the smile mm-hmm. or some icon that connects to the movie. And that would be the majority of the advertising. That would be and cool. And then maybe like have a trailer for another movie and have it like kind of like just frames, mm-hmm. not even full scene, just like three frames of the movie would cut to kind of this like sinister smile. Mm, that could be cool. But like if they did something just like, super bizarre like yeah. just the just don't give us anything else about the movie just go like do it as the joker would do it mm-hmm. like the trailer just be the laugh complete like black screen well, just you, the laugh you remember the original dark knight teaser that's kind of it it was just basically the the batman emblem and then like cracks were starting to form along it and it was just little bits of dialogue oh, coming I, through. I and it, was, this, it was like yeah. a very shortened version of alfred's speech about Letting like someone want to watch the world burn, oh, and then yeah, a yeah, brief yeah. bit of dialogue from the Joker, and then oh. his laugh, and mm-hmm. that was it. Okay, I do remember that. Yeah, let's just do that again. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah, it worked once before. Would it be weird if they had all of the Joker laughs like from yes. the past? Okay. Yeah, I think that would be. I mean, I feel like they're gonna avoid the legacy element of the character on this. Probably. I think they're gonna work really hard to try and make it feel like its own standalone thing. Mm-hmm. They're certainly gonna ignore Jared Leto. As yeah all the rest of us are doing anyways. Yeah. So, okay. I got one more piece of news here. Okay. One or two? Two, actually. Okay. Uh, one thing that I am... Because there's one we've been waiting years for. Long, long time. <laughs> the longest. So, the longest time for. Longer than a lot of people expected. And finally, we got our, our first tease of what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. 
we are, of course, talking about Space Jam Space 2. Jam. Space Jam 2. <laughs> Space Jam 2, baby. <laughs> yeah, we got confirmation that uh, Ryan Coogler is going to produce it. Yep, which I, is awesome. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the director. They, I think this is a great, like, this is how you intro a movie, especially a movie like Space Jam. Because yeah. the photo, if you haven't seen it, it's just the locker room from the first Space Jam. But it, the names, it's, you know, it's Bugs, it's LeBron, and then it's Coogler and the director. Um, it's really clever. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it's a great way to go ahead and announce it. There was, I actually stumbled across old concept art mm-hmm. when they first pitched Space Jam 2 back in 98. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was, I was scrolling through just like animation reference, and I, I found a website that's just like a bunch of character model sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, going through the Warner Brothers one, and there was like a, an alien I didn't recognize, and at the top of the page it said Space Jam 2, 1998. I'm like, oh shit, these are old p- characters they pitched. Yeah. I guess they're all online now. Oh, so what? I'm sure that they're going to have nothing to do with the current movie. Yeah. But it was really cool to see. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I haven't seen the first one in a long time, but I remember liking a lot of How dare kid. you? When was the last time you watched it? Within a year, that's for sure. That, why did I even ask that? <laughs> of course, of course, that was the answer. I should yeah. have known better. Yeah. No, I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Just anytime we get the Looney Tunes back on screen, I'm always happy. I know. Did you ever watch Back in Action? Yeah, it was fine. Okay, I want to go back to it. Yeah. I've I've heard like once you know Hollywood, then the movie is so much more entertaining. I could see that because there's a yeah. lot of inside jokes. Because it's it's you're following Brendan Fraser stunt double played by Brendan Fraser. Yes. Where he has oh, to, <laughs> that's where right. In the movie, Brendan Fraser is just a total asshole and doesn't want to do anything. I forgot about so that. So the stunt double is the one who's like, you know, working his ass off. Yeah. Isn't Timothy Dalton in it as the villain? I think so. Too? I, I couldn't. I just tell remember you they else. also had the, um, like the spy car, and I actually had the mm-hmm. toy of the spy car, which Good. I thought was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Because it's a spy car. I had right. To. You have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, speaking of spies. One other little thing I do want to talk about real quick. I was, I was waiting for the... <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we got a director for Bond 25. Did we? Yes. I missed yeah. this. Yeah, so um, it's uh, Kerry Fukunaga, who directed all of season one of True Detective. Okay. He also directed Maniac, which I know you were telling me beforehand you watched over the weekend. That's right. That's where the name sounds familiar. I'll, yeah. I'll talk about it more in Bat Plugs. Okay, yeah. I am so excited for this piece of news. I was always kind of like, fine with Danny Boyle. I didn't quite ever see it. Um, I'm really excited about this. I think he's a really interesting filmmaker. True Detective Season 1 is one of the greatest pieces of film, television, whatever you want to call it, ever made. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to be an awesome choice. I think he's going to bring a lot of like personality yeah. to it as well. That's super exciting. Yeah, and I, I was a little bit worried about putting Bond in the hands of another director who wasn't like who was trying to do their own thing, because actually at the end of the day, what made Spectre so shitty was that Sam Mendes pretty much made all of the really terrible calls on that, mm-hmm. and the Broccoli's let him do it. I wanted to see someone else come in who maybe had a bit more influence on the Broccoli's. It was coming from an in-house script rather than from an external. I think this is all really good news. So, so damn excited. It got pushed to 2020 now, which kind of sucks, but it'd be worth the wait. Yes. Know what else is worth the wait? I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this anymore. Batman's dick. Bat dick. <laughs> Finally got around to okay. it. <laughs> We've been teasing it just as long as DC has. Mm-hmm. Finally got a chance to see it. Yes, uh, as I'm sure everyone who listens to this has heard, uh, in Brian Azzarello's Batman Damned number one. And I know he did the Joker comic from a long time ago. I've never read, which I've heard good things I think about. I think I remember the cover. Yeah, the cover is really I, weird looking. Yeah. Um, I never actually read it, but the whole thing with this new comic, and I actually do want to go pick up an issue. Not yeah, Batman just, Maniac, right? But our, no, what's the name of the new one? Oh, the, no, the new one is Damned, number one. Damned, okay. Batman Damned, yeah, because it's launching the equivalent of, like, the, the Marvel Max line, like, the, the R-rated version right, right, of right. their comics. I thought the best way to do that was to include some Bat-peen. Mm-hmm. Um, no complaints. Uh, but I guess the story of it is that... There's a story? There's a story, I yeah. Thought it was just, <laughs> I thought you opened the comic, just one page. <laughs> I'd still buy it, and obviously. 30 pages of advertising. Yeah. <laughs> so much Bat-dick. Um, but no, the story is the Joker's dead and Batman can't remember if he did it or not. That's right. And so the, the scene that everyone's talking about is he gets back to the Batcave and he is basically stripping down and having the Batcomputer analyze him for any sort of brain abnormalities and injuries and that sort of thing. And as he's stripping down, we just get just kind of hidden, hidden in the shade, mm-hmm. just emerging through the darkness. Really but, just a silhouette. And that's all you need. Yeah. 
just a little bit of flesh. Yeah. But <laughs> and it I, erupted the nerd community I, in the funniest way. In the same way that everyone reached out to you when the Avatar news broke, <laughs> I had so many people messaging me being like, Chris, this falls in the middle of the Venn diagram of your interests. Mm-hmm. What do you think about some bad Well, I was, I was on my way to Disney when you texted me that. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, because uh, my office gave me the day off on Wednesday. And so I was driving with my two friends down to Disney, uh, and I'm, and you sent me the text, like, have you seen the news? And I'm like, what are you talking about? The Batman about? news. The yeah. Batman news. And I was like, oh, Batflet finally quit. Mm-hmm. We got a new actor. We got a new you know thing about the movie. Uh, and, I'm, and I hand my phone to Sarah, and I'm like, hey, can you see the link that, that Chris just sent me? And she's just like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, what? And she just like shows me... Uh, the title it's like we finally see the bat dick and we're not talking about Dick Grayson mm-hmm. and I'm like oh <laughs> no oh yes <laughs> oh. so she saw it before me mm. she is not as big as big into those two communities <laughs> as I am yeah uh, all I can say it was a great day to meet me mm-hmm. and if, if for the people who want to try and retrieve this comic do it soon yeah because DC has announced they're going to start printing censored versions soon. Yeah, so I need to try and get a hold of one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frame it. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I should, yeah. Get, I should get a couple, actually. Yeah. In the same way we were talking about keeping a few around for posterity's sake. Oh, I was thinking you make a mural. A triptych? Of, yeah, of just, <laughs> just the one. Is that just three sequential photos of Batman's penis on your wall? Yes. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? It's a triptych dick. Yes. It's a triptych dick. It's a trip tip. <laughs> I, I can't do it. A trip tip? No, it's a dick. Trip. It's a dick trip dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. I was getting there. Now, if only, if only it was Nightwing's penis, because <laughs> then it would be a dick dick trip dick. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> should we finally get to the actual stuff? We should get the actual episode we, today. We worked so long to get to that, that dick joke. Um, it's just drawn out, that one. Uh, we are talking about Ascension, of course, the mm-hmm. season finale of Batman 1, or season 1 yep. of Batman, Be- Batman Beyond. I can't talk. That's fine. Season you, 1 finale. You mouthful. <laughs> that I do. Uh, just in the tip of my tongue here. Mm-hmm. Um, season 1 finale of Batman Beyond. You got a big dick in your mouth, Chris. Yes, I'm I sorry. I need to take it out. I'm sorry. I get easily distracted. That's fine. I made a friend on the way here. We got Ascension. Mm-hmm. Season finale, series, no, season, I'll try. I've messed you up now, too. The season one finale of Batman <laughs> Beyond. This is what happens when we see Batman's dick. It just it just scatters everything else in we, our brains. We lose all of our words. <laughs> we are truly rendered speechless. Lose all sense of focus. Mm-hmm. But Batman Beyond. Yes. The finale. Uh, the Return of Blight. Mm-hmm. I forgot how brief his time in this series is. Oh, is this, we don't see him again. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of So, sad. yeah, I mean... I guess kind of spoiler alert, but we're talking about the episodes, so obviously talk about how it ends. But yeah, this is the last time we see him in the series. Wow, uh, that they, is really quick. It is really surprising. They they address his return in a comic series. I've read it. It's, it's they do a good job with it. Um, but I yeah, I, I forgot that it does come about so quickly. I mean, I guess in some ways it does make a lot of sense. This does wrap up some pieces of season one in terms of theme. Like, it comes full circle in terms of Terry dealing with his dad's death because it brings that back. It's the first time that he realizes that he helps create the villains, which mm-hmm. I thought was really interesting. Like, he straight up is just like, oh, my God, like, I did this. I threw the vial at him and the radiation mutated him. And when Bruce points this out, his response, of course, is good. Good, yeah. That, that, I was surprised Bruce didn't intervene more after that. Yeah, because that's like because this is the same as is Robin's reckoning almost of like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to kill him because he took my dad from me. Yeah. Um, and I think we even get that at the end where Terry immediately gives up his identity of like, I'll give you a hint. You killed my dad, but not with a great retort of like, you got to be more specific. Yeah, that kid. does nothing to narrow it down. Yeah. I mean, he he doesn't give enough away. I would say to like really make it clear who he is. Because mm-hmm. I mean, Derek's not a dumb guy. He's pretty smart, but I think he's also been driven a little bit crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. By everything that's happened to him, so he may not have been the clear state of mind to like piece it all together. So they they can kind of 
get past that without really diving into it. Mm -hmm. But I did think this added a new interesting wrinkle between Bruce and Terry, because this is the first time I think when Bruce is really worried about how far Terry will go. Yeah. Which I did think was interesting that they then kind of like sideline Bruce the latter half of the episode. Like I he doesn't really have any presence in the, the climax of it, which was surprising. Yeah. What, what I would have really loved is if we had another callback to, to the first episode. It might have been too far where like you see Bruce walk back down to the bat cave and like pull, like, you know, flips open the case of the button that turns off the bat suit. Mm. It's like if Terry was going to take it too far, then he was going to like, yeah, then he was going to have to intervene. I feel like it does. It, it does seem like it needs some sort of little piece in there like that, because I mean, mm-hmm. the majority of the episode revolves around Derek Power's son Paxton, mm-hmm. who was, I guess, sent off in exile by his dad to go work in like a South American branch of Wayne Powers. Yeah, um, and he's brought back up to take over as chairman at Wayne Powers because Powers can't be physically present anymore. His his body is constantly just deteriorating. Um, so there, that also added an interesting element of talking about confronting monsters you created. Mm-hmm. So in the same way that Terry created, well, I mean, it's all kind of cyclical. Cyclical isn't circular? Cyclical. There you go. Cyclical, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Powers created cyclical. Terry. Batman created Blight. Powers also made his son who he is, like made his son into this like cold-hearted monster. Um, and it's like all these things coming back for a reckoning simultaneously. Yeah. So I thought there was some cool stuff in here. Just it seems like they didn't maybe go far enough. Do with you think? It? It, do you think they could have done this as a two-parter? Because like there there was a lot we got in this episode. I think it if we drew it out into two parts, it was it might have lagged a lot more. Yeah, I. I, but I think we could have had more characters come up. I feel like it needs five more minutes. Well, I would have loved. Um, Terry interacting with his mom. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. We could have gotten Bruce's perspective, his mom's perspective. Just like um, when I was making my short list, I realized that we don't have, like we have a few episodes that deal with Terry's school life, mm-hmm. but it's always either or. Like yeah. It's either a full episode about him at school or it connects to something with the school or there's nothing connecting to it. That's a good and point. And I would have loved if we would have seen like Terry's anger come out. Like he, like, as Blight loses control and continues to escape Terry, he kind of becomes more short-tempered at school with his mm-hmm. parents, with Bruce. Um, just like you see that that parallel between them. Yeah. Of like, and then Bruce can give a great speech of like, you see how, like, you see where the line is of how close you are to him. Mm-hmm. Like all it takes is one, all it takes is one bad thing, yeah. as, as the Joker always says. <laughs> one bad takes, night. It takes one bad night for you to become that, so you need to watch yourself. That would have been really interesting. That would have been awesome. Yeah. You know, actually, I think they maybe could have taken it, drawn it out into two episodes. I think if they had waited until the end of the first episode for Terry and Bruce to learn. Ooh. No, no, no. Here's what we do. I think Bruce finds out first. And doesn't tell Terry? And doesn't tell Terry. <clears throat> Yeah, and then that puts them at odds. That puts a distance between them to the point when Bruce needs to be there to like support him and keep him in line. Mm-hmm. Terry wants nothing to do with him. Yeah. And I think that would have really pushed up the revenge idea a lot. And it would have been interesting to see Terry watch what happens to Paxton and seeing how cruel Paxton is for seeking revenge on his own dad and like tying that all in together. And I think that would have pushed him back over the edge and like brought him back down to there normal. There we go. Damn it. If only we were writers uh, 15 years ago. Damn it. That really would have made it, I think, a little bit more impactful. I mean, because it's still really good, I think, for the most part. I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's... Obviously, they didn't have the foresight that we do of, like, these are characters that are going to kind of stand yeah. the test of time. <clears throat> um, and it's also the end of season one. They probably only had 13 episodes. Yeah, but I mean, they... That's that's all the order was. Yeah, we we definitely had a few episodes that could have gotten like <clears throat> dismissed, pushed off in the next season in favor of doing something like that. Yeah, I mean it. You know, it does have some some good moments in it. Um, <laughs> like I love when they're in the press conference where Powers is saying the Paxton's taking over. 
I love listening now to like old cartoons with like a proper sound system because you like the the background voices are weirdly emphasized. I don't know if it was the same for you when you watched it. Uh, I don't have surround sound. Okay, but like the because you hear just like the other people at the table like, oh my god, what's happening? To him? What <laughs> he's putting his son in charge? It's like, the, oh okay, I, I did yeah, hear some like of the, those. the background yeah. people. It's like saying the most obvious thing possible, just yeah. like just in case the cheap seats couldn't figure out what's happening on screen. Yeah, someone just, in the background reminding kind of them. Um, uh, that, I just found that amusing, but mm-hmm. I did like when, um, Paxton brings out the bat signal that I was very surprised by that. That was a I cool was not moment it to be him. Cool moment that he brought that out. Cool. Cool one to see that show up in the sky. Mm-hmm. Interesting then to have it be Paxton and then awesome that Terry shatters it with a batarang. Yeah. It's like, you don't get to do that. Yeah. That's not for you. Yeah. <laughs> Use email next time. Use email or this thing, or, you know, I have a new signal. If you haven't seen my chest, yeah. different insignia, See, different logo. Yeah. Do you, you think, can update this, please? Where do you think he got that from? Do you think it was... Didn't we see it in in an episode before this? I don't think so. We, did we, we talk about it? We talked about we it did. because we they went to, in the um, the Shriek episode, mm-hmm. they go to the old GCPD building, and we see little mementos, like we see an old water poster for the Joker on the wall. We never actually saw the bat signal. I No, I think we talked about, um, we wanted, what's her face to have it? Barbara. Barbara. We wanted Barbara to have it, just like in a closet. Like she didn't want to use it, but her dad gave it to her. Like that was her, as she was being promoted to police, to commissioner, like mm-hmm. that was her, her dad's last gift to her of like, here is like, you don't need it, but if you want it, it's always here. You, you haven't seen Return of the Joker, right? I've not. Okay. There's some stuff in there that might explain why Commissioner Gordon may have been reticent to like, okay. Yeah, to memorialize, I guess you want to call it, like the bat signal. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of context there. But I, I agree with you. It's It did seem to like be such a significant thing to have it more or less disappear and then just kind of randomly reappear. Mm-hmm. I would be very curious where that was. I, I guess he just probably made it, would be my guess. It's right? not hard. He probably just bought it off of some random guy who made a you, replica of it. Yeah, you, you cut some cardboard out, you put a light behind it. Yeah. It's gotta be, I mean, be it a powerful light, that's really all you need. Yeah. You know, just go and grab a mob boss and drape him over the front of it. Yeah. Get a bat signal. Works a lot. Yeah. <laughs> works, works really well. Sometimes a few mob bosses, if, depending on how big the light is. Yeah. Hopefully they still have, you know, limbs intact. Depends on what Batman we're talking about, too. Yeah. They might also be riddled with bullets. We might have to, to break some of those limbs to, to get those, like, perfect curves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, to kind of get the proper V look to it. Yeah. You might have to snap those things back and forth a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they'll heal. <laughs> it's not murder. Bones heal. It's yeah. fine. Um... I was curious if there was one moment. I'm curious what you thought about this. When Terry first finds Powers hiding out on the submarine, mm-hmm. he kind of like creeps down and looks at him. And then there's his secretary who's kind of looking at him forlornly, like clearly she had some sort of interest in him, like some sort of unrequited love or whatever. But Powers is just like sitting there all alone eating a sandwich. And are we supposed to feel bad for him in that moment? I don't know. I don't think so. I I kind of felt like they were trying to plant a little bit of that just because all of a sudden Paxson shows up and then, you know, Paxson kind of becomes like the uber villain of the whole episode in yeah. many ways. Like he's the prime antagonist at the end of the day. He's kind of fucking everyone over. Well, so before that we have Bruce talking to Terry because Terry trusts Paxson. Like, oh, he wants to heal him or not heal him. We want to weaken him enough where we can throw him in jail. Yeah. And Bruce is like, be careful, you're sounding way too trusting. Mm-hmm. And so I think that moment was Terry. I, I wish it would have focused on it more of like Terry wanted to hurt him. Okay. Like Terry wanted to take him down himself. Like this was his moment of weakness. Yeah, because it was just an odd beat to have because he sees where Powers is hiding out and then it kind of cuts. And we assume that he went off to then go, you know, sort of solidify his deal with Paxton and come back and capture him. Yeah. But it just seemed weird to have powers dangled in front of him for Terry not to do anything. And then it just, it just, they were just, I think trying to convey a little bit of that idea of like feeling a little bit sorry for him. Yeah. The other day he is more or less murdered by his own son. Mm. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Also not a super creative ending. He just gets angry and he's unleashing more and more power as everyone just runs away. Mm -hmm. And you know, they, they tease at the end, oh, did he survive or not? Because, you know, they, they drag the river, they can't find a body, and Terry kind of leaves that thought in Paxton's mind. It's like, you made a powerful enemy. They didn't find him. 
just heads up. Which I think is a great, like, just such a, not uh, like a psychological threat. Yeah. Well, it's the same ending as um, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Mm-hmm. I think that did a bit of a better job. That, like, landed that button a lot better than this did. But it, it's a great idea, and it gives him just enough comeuppance to kind of feel like it's a nice closure to Paxton's story. Actually, he comes back. Okay. I would assume so, because now he's in charge of Wayne Powers. Yeah, now he's in there. But it just, you know, it just seemed like everyone was very passive in that last little bit. Like, they tried to capture the net, and as soon as that fails, the radiation just crazy and never runs away. But it's like, Paxton's not really doing anything. Well, Paxton just leaves. He's the first he just one runs. out of there. He just runs. Like, I feel like Powers doesn't really react that much to him leaving. Terry just scoops up the guys and leaves. Bruce, like, oh my God, you gotta go. There's no moment of like, oh, I have to try and save him. That's what I was waiting for. It was like, yeah. Terry trying, like, see him just try and jump back in, but then the explosion kind of shoots him away. Yeah, or, yeah, like, he's like, I have to go back, and Bruce, like, you can't. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't save them all. Yeah. Because um, I think that would have been an interesting way to, like, put some really complicated guilt on Terry. Like, obviously, he hates this guy and wants him to suffer because his, he killed his dad, but he also, in turn, wasn't able to save him. I just think that makes for a more interesting moment, a more interesting emotional arc. Yeah. It just, it just kind of like, it just basically ends. I know. The, yeah, there wasn't, I mean, we want, we have stories now where the, that have that emotional punch. Yeah. We've had a few episodes here and there so far that have had that. Yeah. But I don't think they get to the point until like, either later in this series or Justice League, they get that punch really well. Yeah. And I, then, obviously, like, Young Justice, I think they hit it. They do that really well. As, I mean, as many times as they can. Even even Beatoss is able to do it pretty well at a lot of points. Well, I, yeah, I think it was just, like, a handful, though. Like Yeah, there's a few. I mean, I think, um, I mean, for me, Over the Edge, the end of that episode from New Batman Adventures. Yeah, but that was the point where they knew they had adult viewers. Like, this was a show meant for kids. That's true. That's a very good point, actually, that this was designed specifically for kids in a way that the new Batman Adventures wasn't quite. Yeah, so as much as we want those emotional punches, like, that wasn't top of mind for them. Yeah. They wanted something that was just entertaining for children. Which it was. It was. I loved all this as a kid. I still love most of it now. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, um, I did catch, since we always love talking about voices, Yes, and we talked about this character last week, the fisherman, the Hispanic fisherman, is the same guy that voices El Toro Fuerte. Oh, really? From Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh, yeah. my God. That's amazing. <laughs> El Toro Fuerte does not remove his mask. <laughs> um, do you have any other thoughts on this, or do you want to start talking about your, your short list? Um, I think that's pretty much everything. I imagine I'm going to have more episodes on my short list than you will. Pro- I mean, that, that's usually how it goes. So, yeah, I know. I'm, I guess I'm as so happy precious. as I am about everything, Ugh. I'm very strict on my short I'm list. I'm so precious about these. Um, yeah, because I think what we've decided, it's... Episodes that are essential, right? Mm-hmm. Or that we really love and feel like people need to see. Yes. Okay. So, um, oh, I actually just wrote down my list. I, let me bring up the, the master list here of all the episodes. We can go through them bit by bit. Okay. I can start us off. Okay. So, obviously, Rebirth, part one and two. Has to be included. Yeah. It, they're, and they're great. They're, I think they might be my favorite two episodes of the season. Well, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're really solid. Uh, so, yeah. Obviously, Rebirth. Uh, Blackout with the intro to Ink. Mm-hmm. It's on my list. Yep. Yes, for me as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Golem, where his um, high Will- school classmate... Willie Watts. Willie Watts uh, controls a giant golem with his mind. I said no. I said no as yeah. well. I well, said, if you if you want this episode uh, better, watch uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, the episode where they intro oh, Rhino. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exact same story. But just better done. Much better. Yeah. Because you know the characters better. Because it's Flash, who everyone knows a lot more mm-hmm. than... What the fuck is the bully's name in this? It's like a single word, like Blade. Nash. And the bla- Nash. And Nelson Nash, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's clearly a playoff. The girl was Blade, Blade right? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Nelson Nash, clearly a playoff Flash Thompson. Yeah. Um, okay, Meltdown. Uh, Mr. Freeze episode. This was my first iffy episode. I said yes. Okay. I think. I mean, hmm. I, it's it's non-essential, but then again, there are a lot of episodes that we've had, like included in the list before, that are non-essential. We just really like. I love this episode. Okay. I, I think it's from what I remember the rest of the series going forward. I think it's the best handling of a returning original villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they are still able to maintain a lot of the depth, of Mister Freeze as a character. I don't think they 
compromise that in, in the same way that I thought that his um, reappearance was I think Deep Frost or um, Deep Freeze I think was his only second episode in all of BTOS mm-hmm. I think he had two that second one I feel like that just didn't do a lot for him it kind of cheapened him a little bit I didn't yeah. think that was the case here I thought they maintained that character's integrity mm-hmm. um, and it's cool to see him going up against Blight it's kind of the first real appearance of Bro- Blight yeah Oh, sure. I'll, I'll put in the yes category, yeah. sure. I think that was necessary. I, I only had, I had two that were on the fence. So this was okay. my other, that was my first on the fence uh, one. Heroes with the spin on the Fantastic Four. No. No, I said pass on that too. Yeah. Okay, this is one. I'm curious what you think about this one. Shriek. Yes, I love Shriek. Okay, I said yes, obviously. <clears throat> I love Shriek as a villain. He has multiple appearances. Mm-hmm. Awesome design. Cool moments. Like We talked about how much we loved when the sound goes out yeah. to the middle of the fight. It's a really. I think it's just a really solid episode mm-hmm. and a great villain. And, like, such a great ending where he loses his Oh, hearing. right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, good comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Dead Man's Hand. With the Royal Flush Gang. Yeah. I said yes because I love the Royal Flush Gang. I said yes, too. Okay. Because, again, multiple appearances from them, great episode, mm-hmm. great characters. And, and like I George mentioned... George Lazenby. I mean. Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier in this episode, we don't have a lot <laughs> where we get both crime fighting and school. This is this true. This is one where you do see the impact of one affecting the other. Yeah. Okay. That, that was nice to see. Gotta be there. Mm-hmm. All right. The Winning Edge with Bane. Or, or we think yeah. it's going to be Bane, which turns out to just be... With, with, with Venom. Yeah, with Venom. Um, this, I'm, I'm, on, I'm maybe leaning more towards no. Okay. I, I said yes. Okay. I am a sucker for returning villains. Mm-hmm. I like the twist on this one. Yeah. Especially after having Freeze, we expect it actually to be Bane, and I like that they found a way to undercut that and to surprise us. I don't think the ending is necessarily great, but I also like that this does spill over between his two worlds a little bit more. We mm-hmm. see what the impact of being Batman has on his school life and his personal life when he gets yeah. caught with the slappers. Um, I don't know. I, just, I think it's a clever way to, to bring some of those elements in. I like it. I my So we said at the beginning, our, our guidelines are essential to the story or just an unbelievable episode. The other two we've mentioned freeze and Royal flush gang, I just think are better. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, like it's, it's a good story. Like you said, I do enjoy that. It, it bleeds between the two worlds. I just feel like it's, it's just like, it, it was just okay to me. Like the ending was fine. Like the fight scene was good. The, where he gets to, to beat up his teacher was good. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just feel like I've seen this plot done better in yeah. other places. Again, this is another, like, I'm going to make, throughout this whole series, I'm going to make a lot of comparisons to Spider-Man. Yeah. Because I, I mean, the whole thing is just a ripoff of Spider-Man. It, it absolutely is. And I've, I've seen all of Ultimate Spider-Man more recently mm-hmm. than the few episodes of this I've seen before. And so this episode, I feel like there was a Spider-Man episode that, that had this plot. Should we give it a maybe and like look back at the end and, and do a final decision later? Are you yeah. are you in, or are you an emphatic no on this one? I, I I'm still I'm still a hard maybe. Okay. If you want it to be a yes, then I I'll, I'll be fine we'll, with it. We'll give it a maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> what comes next? Spellbound. Ooh. Okay. Yes. Love yeah, him. Same. Great villain. Great design. Mm-hmm. Just a villain I can story. actually back up because. Underpaid teachers is a big problem. <laughs> it's a big problem. <laughs> we get where he's coming from. There was, I was I've been, I've been, you walked in on me watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch. There was actually an episode about like the teacher going crazy because he's not being paid enough. And I'm like, that's right. That's, yeah. that's, that's a problem. It's only gotten worse. Yeah. Yeah. This is a show made in 1996. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's only gotten significantly worse. Mm-hmm. So actually, Do you I think, know the Times covers? Um, it's like heartbreaking. Oh no! What was the time? I think I missed it. There's, uh, it's three rotating times covers, but it's it's different teachers and kind of their story. Mm-hmm. It's like, I have a master's degree, fifteen years of experience, putting a thousand dollars into my classroom every year, yeah, and I still have to work two other jobs just to pay rent. Yeah, I was like, I am a teacher in America, and it's kind of like three other comments like that. It's like, fuck, man, we gotta figure this shit out. No, it's crazy. I think this seems an appropriate time to do a shout out to a friend of the show, Ashley Clark, who's always writing in nice messages. She's a teacher. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and she participated in one of the teacher strikes that happened on the East Coast earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And power to her. Cause, Good for you. Yeah, like, why don't we pay teachers Kicks more? Kicks ass, yeah. Like, God, uh, it's fucking... Education is the solution to all problems? Yeah. I, did, the, I didn't 
let's have a few more minutes on this. Yeah. I didn't realize how bad the situation was until college because I was, you know, very spoiled and went to private school and mm-hmm. all my teachers were rich from other things so they didn't care about money anymore. Yeah. Uh, but there was a girl on my floor uh, when I lived in the dorms freshman year who was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be a teacher and I'm going to move to like Switzerland. I'm like, why? And it's like, yeah. oh, because that's, that's where teachers are paid the most in the world. Mm-hmm. Like that's the country where they're on par with doctors. And I'm like, Oh shit! That's right. That yeah. should be a thing. It should be a thing. Yeah. It's insane. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but you know, it's a problem for another day. Or it's not. It's not. We can't contribute to that battle as much at the moment. No. What a broken fucking world we live in. I know. At least we have Batman's penis. At least we got Bad Dick. Um. And Wreck It Ralph and, and Mary Poppins <laughs> in, a, in a decent Bumblebee movie. All these joyous distractions. Um. Okay. Yeah. So I think yes on Spellbound. Hmm. Uh, Disappearing Ink, Ink's second reappearance. Yes. Um, I said yes. Okay, good. I, mm-hmm. I said yes, mostly just for... Barbara. Oh, right, for Barbara. Well, no, Barbara's more in Tetrakurare. That's right, sorry. I said yes to Disappearing Ink because of the exosuit. Oh, yeah. The okay, exos- I, like, I, got, I got these episodes mixed up. Yeah. Because I forgot. I thought this was the episode with Barbara. Now I'm feeling a no. Come on, the exosuit scene. It's, it's so It's fine. Good. I know it's, it's your sing- favorite it's like piece of the animation. It's single best scene so far in the series. We get a little bit more as to like why Bruce hung up the cape. Mm-hmm. It's the only time he basically tries to get back in the fight, which explains why he doesn't keep doing it as we go further down the line. Ink's a good villain. <sighs> I know she's good, but this whole episode was just like... Uh, it was fine. Okay, let me put it. <clears throat> let me put it this way. I, I will either I'll give you one or the other because one of these is a yes and one of these is a no. Fine. You're either gonna get disappearing ink or a touch of curare. But I think we have to include a touch of curare because because of think Barbara. There's essential information. Yeah, but so God, I, I, just I think, did not like that episode. I know, but I think that falls into like the necessary episodes. <sighs> I know. It's like we have to include Touch of Karari because it, it we get the full history of what happened between Can we do a, the two of them. Do an asterisk next to it and then just give a time code <laughs> of like eight, well, twelve through fourteen, six. Well here, why don't we and do then this? close parentheses? Why, why don't we do this? I think we have to include a touch of Karare, but I am inclined to want to keep both the winning edge and disappearing egg. I don't think we can keep both. I'll give you one. Okay. I would take disappearing ink over the winning edge. Okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Okay. So as you go, winning edge. So I'm so sorry, Bane. So sorry, Slappers. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, clunky steroid PSA. Off you go. Um, okay. So we're going to keep disappearing ink. We're going to keep a touch of And I think we have to keep Ascension. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just, there's a lot of necessary stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's what, 10 of the 13 episodes? Um, yeah. If you count <laughs> yeah, the first one's two. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. Rebirth, Blackout, Meltdown, Shriek. Dead Man's Hand, Spellbound, Disappearing Ink, Touch of Curare, Ascension. Great. That's like that's pretty good though. I mean, we. I mean, there's not much fat to trim. That, yeah. That's the thing. And I think that says a lot. I mean, if you look back on like our, I think I have it. I think season one of Superman maybe the one we never actually did on air, but you and I I think went and did it on our own at some point. Um, and that was only thirteen episodes. I actually did keep a lot of that. I was surprised by how much. Okay, good. Yeah, because I, I want you to send those to me so I can make a cool graphic for them. Yeah, um, but yeah, like we were we were pretty liberal. Oh, actually, no, Superman season three I think was our shortest ever. Yes, it was seven episodes in Superman season three of twenty. I think it was only thirteen. Okay, as well. So like, we were less cruel this time than we were on that one. <laughs> um, but I think all these are still really solid. And I think overall this is a really s- solid season. Yeah, absolutely. It was great. It got me excited for the show. I mean, I was already excited, but like, um, my my best friend Dylan mm-hmm. constantly tells me that Batman Beyond is his favorite series. Yeah, and he's finally catching up on the podcast. Oh, nice! And he he messaged me the other day. Messaged me the other day, being like, "I forgot that you're not a fan of the show, and I forgot that this is where our friendship ends." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's not that I'm not a fan. I just yeah. I just don't remember it, and I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. Right. I think this is. This is gonna play out in opposite fashion. We get a static shock where I'm I'm probably gonna just be going through of like a machete, just chopping out episodes left and right. Be like, this is garbage. This is terrible. Off it goes, and you'll be 
clutching them desperately. No, I mean, I, I'm still usually the one that, that cuts more, that, that cuts more. I think I'm going to be harsher on static just cause like there, there'll be a, a few episodes where I'm like, we have to have it. Like anything with, with Steve Nash or Shaq. <laughs> cause Shaq has like six episodes. Like I, I look back and I forget that like he was a minor character in this series. Like I have to keep those episodes. Well, to maintain my status <laughs> as the villain of the podcast, I'm going to try and cut out as many of those episodes as I possibly I will, can. I will fight you on the Shaq <laughs> episode. There's an episode where like Shaq plays basketball with his dad, and it's so sweet. With Shaq's dad or with Virgil's dad? With Virgil's dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just Shaq playing basketball with his dad. Just give a little wave. Quick yeah. cameo appearance. Keep moving on. All right. Well, I think it's pretty good, though. Yeah. Guys, down to 10, 10 and 13. That's that's. It's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. You won there. You got, got one of my favorites cut out. So. Good. Good. Bastard. Um, I don't really have much in terms of notes from friends this week, although I want to do a quick shout out to uh, an Instagram account, Backyard Battles. Um, he just started listening to the episode and commented. He said he, he really is enjoying the podcast. And he does a whole bunch of really cool um, like toy-themed photography. Okay. I think I, I scrolled through some of his stuff. Yeah. There's really cool stuff. There's Batman stuff in there. There's like G.I. Joe. Um, just, I mean, it's all... G.I. Joe. Knowing is half the battle. Um, let's see if I can... The other half is murder. <laughs> Always murder. Yeah. Like he just posted one. Yeah. Like this one's pretty good. Of like Batman, Robin, and Batgirl mm-hmm. fighting Clayface. That's great. Yeah, there's some really, really good stuff in here. So, uh, yeah, go uh, go check that out. Um, but what do you have to plug this week, my friend? What do I have to plug? It's a good question. Um, I watched, uh, we mentioned the top of the podcast, I watched Maniac over the weekend. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Um, I wanted a more kind of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like not psychedelic. But a little bit trippier, it, maybe a little bit more like mind bending. Yes, yeah. I wanted something that was gonna like make me question a lot because they they kind of pitched it as like, is this real? Is this not real? Like, mm-hmm. what is actually happening with these characters? And it's a lot more straightforward than I was expecting. Okay. Like, I think it does a great job explaining, not really explaining, but like going into how weird and sporadic dreams are. Because mm-hmm. um, what what's the 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 like. The supposed study is we have seven dreams a night, and we only remember oh, like, I have no one idea. of never, them. I've never heard that. Yeah. I, I remember hearing that somewhere years ago. Mm-hmm. I doubt it's true. It's probably just someone spouting bullshit. You probably um, dreamt it. Yeah, I probably had a dream about it. Yeah. One of the seven. Um, but I, I think it does a pretty good job of kind of like showing how weird, because all, all the mini stories inside of it, similar to dreams, don't really have a beginning. They just kind of start. And they don't really have an ending either. They mm-hmm. just kind of end when they wake up. Hmm. Um, so like that aspect is kind of cool, but everything else, like I wanted, I wanted like weird connections. I, I was paying super close attention of like, oh, that's gonna come back. Like that's gotta come back. That's yeah. gotta come back. And nothing really did. That's too bad. It, it's a, it's a very straightforward kind of story, which was kind of upsetting. And I would have expected, yeah, more given again the director, and then also just. Given the way it was marketed, it seemed exactly. like it was going to be kind of like trippy and weird and fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I was very skeptical about it. I'm not a huge Jonah Hill fan. Um, oh, I will say he is really good in this. Like both him and Emma Stone. Yeah. Like it's not enough to like sell people on it. Yeah. But I think it's one of his best performances. I think maybe that was part of my part of the reason I wasn't that interested in it is it looked like they didn't know how to advertise it, so they were just hanging the advertising on those two leads. I'm like they're not enough to get me involved. Right. So. Um, there was one actor that I couldn't place him for the longest time until I Googled it. Um, but initially when they start this kind of, um, drug, the, the whole thing is about them doing a drug test to kind of be a new level of therapy. Okay. Um, and the doctor administering this test is a, is a Japanese actor. And I'm like, what do I know you from? Like, I know that hair from something. And there was a, I, I don't think you'll remember the show, but on G4, back when it was like only Ninja Warrior and Cops, mm-hmm. they had another show called Unbeatable Bonzuke. Don't know this. It's a great, weird show. Okay. But the host of that show plays the doctor in this one. Okay. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? Because <laughs> Unbeatable Bonzuke is like, these the it, it's almost like, what's the weirdest uh, Guinness Book of World Records record you can get okay. kind of show? Where it's like, oh, we have this giant obstacle course you have to do on a bike 
where you're not allowed to pedal. You just have to hop the bike along or like get on stilts. You have to go. It, it, there's a bunch of obstacle courses. Oh my God. So like you have to do one on a, on stilts, on a bike, on a pogo stick. Um, there's one where you're on a giant uh, like rubber ball and you have to roll yourself around. It was, it's just this bizarre show, but huh. I loved it so much. It's, it's like quintessential Japan game show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it does sound that way. Mm-hmm. They're like, what are you doing here? This is, you're not an actor. You're a yeah. host. <laughs> just randomly popping up a maniac of all things. Mm-hmm. So bizarre. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, and then I also watched um, House with the Clock in the Walls. Oh, okay. The new uh, Jack Black yeah. film. It's, it's okay. Yeah, I was kind of curious about it. Um, I mean, it's like, it's kind of like the, it's like the Halloween film of this year. Yeah. Like, it's not going to, like, no one's going to remember it a year from now. Yeah, just kind of But, like, way. you know, if you want to get in the spirit, it's it's very Halloween-y. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do kind of want to go check that one out. And uh, fucking Kyle MacLachlan is the villain. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, right I was, on. I was very, like, yes. I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm all on board now. Like, all in. I remember I saw his name in the opening credits, and I'm like, Kyle, wait, what? No. Kyle Him? What's yeah. he doing here? What? And then you don't see his face until, like, an hour into the movie. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you, what are you? No, you're not in this movie. <laughs> they can't afford you. Yes. Um, yeah, he's great. Yeah. No, I was curious about that one because I, I like Jack Black a lot. I like Kate Blanchett a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very curious to see Eli Roth do something that wasn't just like torture porn. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it, it's it's fine. Um, it's nothing to like jump out of your seats over. Okay. Like the, the special effects are pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, this was, I, I messaged my friend about this. If you want a good, because you know they're all wizards. If yeah. you want a good wizard story that kind of was looked looked over and it's not Harry Potter, go watch The Sorcerer's Apprentice. You know that was actually okay. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. And everyone hated on it just because it's Nick Cage. But that's I, mean, I think Sorcerer's Apprentice is a better version of the story they're trying okay. to tell here. I mean, I like Jay Baruchel a lot. I mm-hmm. think he he does a really good job with kind of like bumbling charming. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's just. He plays that character over and he, over he's again. He's the the more expensive Mike, Michael Sarah. He's more expensive than Michael Sarah. I mean, he was he was always like a little older. Yeah. I always saw him as the older Michael Sarah. Okay, I think it's a better way of putting it. Yeah, yeah okay. I think Michael Sarah's probably pretty expensive. Probably now, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I like Jay Bruce, and that's actually a decent movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah. What have you been watching, listening, reading? Um, I did want to plug uh, an episode from Maddie Washburn and The Vanishing Point on YouTube. They did a whole, he did a whole breakdown of trying to tie in where the Royal Flush Gang kind of came from. I watched it. It was you really did? good. Okay. Yeah. yeah was, I started following them on YouTube. Yeah. Cause he was trying to figure out how to explain the various iterations we've seen because when they're introduced in Batman Beyond, obviously they're introduced as like this legacy family of mm-hmm. criminals. But then when we meet them in the past in Justice League, mm-hmm. they are all... Cadmus. They're all Cadmus people. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. all trained by Cadmus and recruited by the Joker. So there's like a discrepancy. He tries to kind of like figure out where that discrepancy plays out. And mm-hmm. how. It's really good. Um, yeah, so definitely check that out. <clears throat> and then I started watching, I'm only one episode in, but The Man of the High Castle on Amazon. Oh, I've heard it's amazing. Yeah, I've been liking it so far. I mean, the whole conceit is that it's set in 1962, but the Axis won World War II. Mm-hmm. So Germany and the Nazi the Third Reich, they control the vast majority of the United States, and then Japan controls more or less the Pacific, and then kind of anything around the Rockies is deemed neutral territory. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love alternate history. It's like, it's, I don't know if it's a genre per se, but it's like my favorite structure, if you will, for right. storytelling. It's part of the reason why like, New Frontiers is one of my favorites. <laughs> I just love that whole idea. Um, and yeah, it's it's been pretty good so far, and I, I hear it continues to get really good, so... Um, yeah, I've been enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, I've heard that's a really good, good series. It's worth a watch. Well, I, I normally pair a drama and a comedy together, and I'm well into Golden Girls at this point. I felt like I needed to go ahead and bring in a drama. Yeah. So that's what I opted for. Bring, bring yourself back down. Yeah. I still love the Golden Girls, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's still amazing. Did you get to the episode I was talking about? Oh, where Rose sleeps with a man and kills yeah, him? Sex yes, sex man to death. I yeah. did watch that one. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Rose. <laughs> she just keeps killing people. Yeah. Oh, Betty White. <laughs> Bless your heart. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been uh, checking up on. It's been pretty good. Nice. So, anyways, I think that does it for us. I think so. I, I don't think we have any more we can talk about Batman's dick until I mean, next week. Yeah, until I'll, next I'll, week. I'll have, I need to like just ponder it some until more until we have the great injustice of censoring. I know when we start the next nerd war. I am going to get my hands on a copy of that. I'm comic. sure you will. Yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. I have no doubt. <laughs> Be my mission. Ugh, I'll die trying. I, I imagine like 20 years from now, like this is the black market, like nerd industry. Yeah. Like I hear you got some of that bad dick. That bad dick. That bad dick. It's like, yeah, man, it's 400 bucks. Yeah. yeah. 400 bucks for, for a ripped corner of the page. Yeah. A little fox in the edges, but it's all good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but... Hey, if you bought that comic and want to talk to us about it, you can reach us at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Gmail. That's right. Personally recommend Instagram is the best place to, uh, to get a hold of us. I am at Lordifer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I am at, if you want to see my art, it's at Cameron.Dexter. And if you want to see my face, it's at CamDexter underscore Adventures. Woo! I don't know why I always have to act like I'm thinking about it. Because I, I do forget. Yeah, you actually do have to think about it. You're not acting. That's I'm you not. legitimately that is trying. me, like, actually, like, shit, what is my handle? Trying to remember the handle you've been saying what is every my week. <laughs> every week for almost 100 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I know. We're, we're, actually, we're getting close to episode 100. We, well, we've actually... Number, done, numbered episodes. Number 100, yeah. So we've done more than 100 of it. Yeah. More than 100 weeks at this point. So you really should know it at this point, Cameron. I should. It's really, I've had this account. It's embarrassing for you. It's you know, embarrassing actually, for me. I actually started the account like just like a month before we started the podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the Cam Dexter one was started for Comic-Con. Oh, that's right. It was specifically made for Comic-Con. Yeah. And like, I guess I'll keep this around. Shame. Yeah. Shame on you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself. As you should be. I love you anyways. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.